1: if we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it.
2: Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
1: This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Tuesday, my friends. Welcome, of course, to yet another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein. And, of course, you can check me out on Drive for the rest of your life from 4pm. Anyway, more on that later. But we begin, of course, at Old Trafford, where Manchester United beat Liverpool. The match, of course, was live on TalkSport, as are all the Monday night Premier League clashes this season. And also the Friday ones, depending on what day of the week it is. Monday or Friday, you get the idea. Anyway, here's the fallout.
3: on a Monday bring the heat bring the noise bring the passion it was the rallying cry from the 1958 as they called for a sustained challenge to the ownership prior to kick off but it seems that it's been heeded by some of those in red, white and black the red, white and black of Manchester
4: United but Stuart, Manchester United ten-half did change things not just personnel he changed. The, he must have motivated them, he got them at it from the very off, didn't he? He certainly
1: did, and w- what you've got to give managers credit for, their team selection as well. We sat here, no Ronaldo, no Maguire, raised the odd eyebrow potentially, but the bottom line
3: is, I think he got his selection correct. Through the middle, and Rashford is running through, one-on-one with Alisson, he shoots into the net and scores his first goal since January, and what a goal to score!
4: I think as well, let's give Ten Hag some credit here on the tactical, because Although it might seem obvious to play quick players against Liverpool's high line, he had to leave out Ronaldo to do it. He's playing players in Sancho and Rashford that everybody's calling for to be dropped. He's told De Gea not to play out from the back, and he said as soon as there's a transition, we're going to get the ball in behind. It's not that difficult a tactic, but they've gone out and done it, which is against what they were trying to do for the first couple of games in terms of playing out. He's picked
1: the personnel that a lot of people wouldn't and it's come off for him. On now to the United gaffer, Eric Ten Hag. For the squad, is um, yeah, a really magnificent performance and, and result. and yeah, That was really good to see, so I'm really happy with that. But what I say, it's a squad performance. Yeah, We have many games to cover, so in other games, they will line up other players. And that can be the players who we today left out, but also you saw... The subs came in and they were important to win this battle. Thousands of Manchester United fans marched to Old Trafford before their side's 2-1 win against Liverpool this evening. They were protesting the Glazer family's ownership. A United for Sale banner featuring a photo of British billionaire Sir Jim Ratcliffe, who wants to buy the club, was on display
3: during the walk. A night that started with protest, a night that started with very little belief that they could get three points against this Liverpool team, may well end with victory Danny Murphy Liverpool three games
4: they haven't won just two points they've dropped seven points already now it is just three games but what will the Liverpool fans be thinking you're one of them what are you thinking I wouldn't go into panic mode just yet I think the squad's still full of talent there's always an inevitable um, drop when you set ridiculous standards there's always going to be a dip at some point Last season, the points tally and the performances were were consistent throughout the season. So get the bad spell out of the way now, maybe. Think of it like that and get some players back and just go on a good run. They're more than capable.
3: I'm going to speak to Jürgen Klopp, who's here. Hello, nice to see you again. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us live on TalkSport. I know you were tempted to call in the other night. We'll take you now instead. Could you tell me what you thought about the performance? And are you slightly concerned about the concession of these goals, these early goals? It's the seventh time you've conceded
5: the first goal in the match. Very, but it's not about now dreaming or whatever where we can end up in the end of the season. We have to solve the problems now, and that's what we are working on. We have to, obviously, that's one of the problems we have to solve. We have some others to solve as well, but um, the, the start of the game was obviously more the game United wanted to play than the game we wanted to play. Not both teams can start flying in challenges. One team has the ball and the other one tries to to show that they understood what um, what everybody wants from them.
1: Here's Jason Candy, Paul Parker and Dean Saunders on the Sports Bar.
2: 100% Mo, or 100% wrong, as he was, uh, it was called last season, because he said that Liverpool would win the quadruple. He's predicted that Liverpool will be at least 13 points clear when the international break comes around for the World Cup, at the top of the table, and Liverpool will win the quadruple. Right? Do you want to hear from him? Get him on. Evening, Mo.
4: <laughs> Candy! <laughs>
2: hey,
4: Mr. Brando, I'm Mr. Paul Even- Parker. I'm Evening Good. Mo. How are you, Mo? Mo, for, Mo
2: well, forget forget how Paul is. Forget how Dino is. Forget how I am. How are you, Mo? I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about you. Look lot, lot, candy, candy, candy. Calm down, yeah. Calm down. I'm Listen. It's like you said, like you said, it's only three games. I never no said that. No trophies get given in August. Mo, I've okay, got the league the table here. Try. Mo, I've got Kennedy. the league table here in front of me. Mo, right? Yeah, where are Liverpool? I've only got the top half. Candy's only three matches. No, hold on. No, you're not there. Hold on. Scroll down a little bit further. Hold on. <laughs> keep, keep, you keep, going, keep. I'm keep. I'm scrolling. I'm still scrolling. Well, Candy, look, look. Scrolling. I'm this level. Yeah. Scrolling. I'm on the, Oh, Candy? you just. Oh, there. Hold on. Just outside the bottom three. <laughs> Candy. Candy. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm still here, Mo. Just. I just found where Liverpool are. That's all.
1: On now to Leicester and Graham Sunes Sunes questioning why Brendan Rodgers is protecting Wesley Pofana who's refusing to play for the Foxes.
5: See, this is why I could never be a manager today. I mean, Brendan has gone out his way to protect him. I mean, call it for what it is, he's refusing to play. He wants to move. He signed a contract. You see the the words come out of your mouth. Whatever way they say it, he's saying my mind's not in the right place. That, to me, is that I'm not ready to play. And he's having to go out his way to defend a player who doesn't want to join the fight. What would you say to Fafana? Get your mind in the right place. I'd fall out with him. And, and and that possibly is the wrong thing to do. But at the end of the day, Brendan's now walking a tightrope. Graham, yes or no, me. Does Fafana play for Leicester again? I don't think so. I think... Um, they should get as much as they can yeah. But you see the problem you've got with that You're setting the tone for the next one who digs his heels in He's got Tillman's doing the exact same thing where, where where, do you dig your heels in? And I come back to it there's that, much, there's that much value attached to the modern player That ultimately they get their own way
1: Now a bit of boxing Here's the former cruiserweight champion of the world Jonathan Nelson Questioning what will drive Anthony Joshua To continue after a second defeat To Alexander Usyk
4: Still, the unified heavyweight champion of the world from Ukraine, Alexander
0: Usyk. My issue is: has he got a lot of fighting him mentally? From being the hunted, he's now the hunter. Does he want to get back in the queue with all the other hunters chasing down something that he knows he probably never, never could be able to capture? So where's his motivation? Where will that be? When you've got to get up at ridiculous hour in the morning to go training, when you've got to take bit training camp for three or four months and take yourself away from your friends and family, when you've got to take sticking criticism from public and people you don't know on social media, is it worth it if you haven't got a goal at the end of it? And that is, it's not just the training, it's everything else that's around it. So, so for AJ, it's just a tough, tough question that he's going to answer for himself.
1: Now, here's the thoughts of Money Money Simon Jordan on AJ's post fight rant.
0: I'm a new breed of heavyweights. All them heavyweights Mike Tyson, Sonny Liston, Jack Dempsey. Oh, yeah, you don't throw combinations like Rocky Marciano. Because I ain't 14 stone, that's why. I'm 18 stone, I'm heavy.
3: I think it's a combination of exasperation meeting entitlement. And by that I mean he's exasperated and frustrated by the fact that he could not could not better this guy. And and ultimately he has a sense of entitlement because he's been led to believe that somehow or another he's something that he's not. I keep hearing this narrative that Anthony Joshua rebuilt British boxing and that Anthony Joshua is responsible for the increase in British boxing. Well, I'm sorry, they put 90,000 fight fans in against Frotch Groves before Anthony Joshua was ever doing stadium fights. So that's nonsense and diminishes other fighters. You then look at the scorecards and look at this fight and all of its nuances and peculiarities that was not a split decision that was a split decision because somehow it validates the next chapter of Anthony Joshua on DAZN where someone can monetize him there because he was beaten convincingly by Usyk, Usyk was the better fighter then you go into the post-fight rants about what he's entitled to, how he views the world, and why he needs to handle a Ukraine flag and virtue signal on the back of that, and think to yourself, what's the purpose of this? Why do you need to do that? That's a sense of entitlement. And then you go to the fourth stage of the situation, which is the post-match conference, when the pound hound, Eddie Hearn, has got in his ear and gone, hang on a second, <laughs> you've just killing this golden goose here, we need to see a bit of contrition. Let's see a little bit of pullback from this, so we see a very emotional Joshua, which I believe is contrived, and then we see a set you of tweets. You think that was contrived? I-, I believe there's embarrassment behind and I believe there's humiliation but there's also a a tacit awareness of the ridiculousness of the outburst On now to Chelsea when we'll hear from former Blues skipper
1: Andy Townsend but first here's another Andy Jacobs going on a typical Andy Jacobs rant about Chelsea I mean really what's the point hey producer Tom
0: what's the point we're going to get an Andy rant or not well, not really, I mean, because this is what I expected. You know, I said to you in pre-season, this is what Chelsea are going to be like this year. You know, it's going to be a watching brief for me. I mean, they're just going to be... They'll be lucky to achieve mid-season mediocrity. I mean, They were was, great last week. Yeah, but no, where anyway. was that desire? You know, that that's the problem with Chelsea. They, they're great against Tottenham. They're great against Liverpool in those finals. But they're not great against anybody else because they just turn up with a sort of strange attitude I mean just reminded me of old Chelsea yesterday in the days Dennis Wise would celebrate a 4-0 defeat elite with Terry Venables at Scribes honestly (laughs) it was just it was so inept it was just hopeless wasn't it I'd make it that if you pass back to Mendy it's a £10,000 fine really? I would that's what I'd say to the players if you pass back to him it's a £10,000 because you can't you cannot pass back to him
4: what are you doing, Edward Mendy? You're right, Sam. It's Leeds United 1, Chelsea nil, And Mendy has just tried to clear his lines. It was a simple clearance. He's done it two or three times in this game already, but he gets caught on the ball.
1: I mean, nowadays, Edison's always the benchmark. Yeah, you know, yeah. Isn't or, you know, he's so good. He's so good with the ball at his feet. And I've never always felt that Mendy is... I think when he's got time, he can, of course, he can pick someone out. He can clip one. He can mm. ping one uh, either side. It's when you, when the heat is on, when you're mm. under pressure, when someone's charging at you. What I don't understand with these goalies is, is they don't have a bailout. Just put it out for a corner. It's
4: just in their moments. Just clear your lines. I mean, even if the manager wants you to do it, it's got to be certain points where you go,
1: no, this has got to go.
4: The words of Jason Cundy, A steward never scores a goal.
1: On now to Graham Sunes, or Sunes. No one really knows. Admitting he'd struggled to criticise Aston Villa manager and Liverpool legend Steven Gerrard.
4: Gerrard looking rather disconsolate as he walks back to the changing room to our right-hand side.
5: I'm reluctant to. I think I think I have to be honest, since yeah, I would be a little bit reluctant, but I think right now, it's very early to start criticising Stephen Gerrard. I mean, the clock is ticking on him. Let's say that. The clock has started on him because of the results and because of spent money. I don't know Stephen very well. Met him a few times, don't know him. I suppose it's through the allegiance I have to Liverpool that I'd want to
2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase.
1: Now, here's England captain Ben Stokes speaking candidly about the mental health struggles he's suffered over the last few years and how he'd have panic attacks on England tours. You know, obviously, in those moments everything's just different. You know, you, you think about things differently because you're just not right up, up in the end. But yeah, I did, you know, I was like, probably not going to play again. And it was just simple as that. It was like, it wasn't like a thought. It was like, you know, I'm not going to play cricket anymore. Do you know, a powerful thing that really hit me as well is, where, is, what Brody, is when Brody said it. I was like, wow. Yeah. I Brody a lot throughout that time. He was probably one of the few people that I spoke to, you know, weekly, just generally, you know, not about that, but just, stayed in contact contact with. And when I watched when I seen him like sit there and be like I could see him never playing again, I was like Well that's it gang. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show at four PM today. Straight after us at 7 p.m it's Adrian Durham with all the goals as they go in from the Carabao Cup second round. That competition doesn't really start till the third round. I know, but we still have to keep you up to date. Anyway, there will of course be another one of these Andy Goldstein talks with Daily Podcasts out first in the morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day, and above all, be safe everyone, be safe. That was a podcast from Talk sport.